publishing shop, New York City. Donatello says, Fellas, it's go time. All right, welcome back to another edition of Movie Rewrite. This time, I am not starting off with a knock-knock joke or really super enthused, but we are going to try to tackle 2016's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, directed by Dave Green. I can say this name. Of all (laughs) the names we've had, this is one I can say. We are looking at a director who, two years previous, made a movie called Earth to Echo. Never seen it. I remember seeing a trailer. It seemed like it was geared towards kids. might have been rated as such. And looking at his filmography, oh, I see some TV and music videos. So one of our complaints was we got a director that didn't have a whole lot. We've got another director that has less Mm -hmm. under his belt. So this is his game changer. But doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, they couldn't excel. Well, the sad thing is... is, uh, Give him a big opportunity. Above his name, it just says... Or above the Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows movie, like a next project or anything, it just says Wild E. Coyote. No date, no picture. Interesting. Not a synopsis. So we're, uh, you know, four years out from this movie, and this poor bastard hasn't done anything since. This movie didn't kill his career, did it? We're not going to see any more David Green stuff. I mean, that just seems oh no unfair to me. But, you know, who am I? I'm just a guy who likes Ninja Turtles for the most part. And we're going to talk about it. So, as we've discussed before, the other movie, this movie has two writers. Did the last one have four? Yeah. So we've narrowed that down. Uh, but it's the guys who did Ghost Protocol. Hmm. Mission Impossible goes for that's a big jump. Of, that's a good movie, though. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm, a, I'm a kind of a Tom Cruise fan myself. Yeah, I like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, produced, remember how many we had in the last movie? Just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, that's, wasn't it 13? Oh, we're hovering around 13. Oh, we upped it to 15 on this Are bad you boy. Kidding oh, me. we went more. Like, you know what was good about the last movie? Everything we need more input. <laughs> Let's get at least two more people in. That is incredible. Let's get this going. Unreal. Uh, Michael Bay is back. We have got the same cast for the most part Mm -hmm. for this movie. Uh, This movie grossed uh, $245.6 million, which is less than the first movie. So apparently it didn't do well enough to get us a third Turtles movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Clearly. But I think there is probably a couple more issues with that of going into why we have nothing after this and then possible mm-hmm. reboots more reboots. coming down the line because, you know, got to have it, need it, want it. Uh, when we talked about Ninja Turtles, we both kind of talked about our past with it. And I'm not saying I'm over Ninja Turtles because... I'm wearing a shirt right now. I like it. I've got shirts. I've got posters. I've got uh, the original soundtrack from the 90s record. That is fun. It's not like the songs from the movie. It's like it's the score. 
some pretty good. That's I I like it. It's fun. You know, it's Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah. So uh, I feel like you're a little more opinionated about this movie. This was your first time seeing it. Mm-hmm. I saw both of these in the theaters soon after opening. Probably, I most likely went by myself because most people are like oh, Ninja Turtles. I don't care. I walked out of this movie going. I think it was better than the first one. <laughs> I'm not sure. Did I buy both of them on DVD? You bet I did. And I don't know if either one of these is better than the other. Go. I think this, yours is your first time watching it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Tell me all about it. <clears throat> uh, well, I can tell you right now, I the first opening scene drove me up a wall. They reintroduced them again. We already know that, you know, it's Leo, Raph, Michelangelo, and Donnie. We don't need a reintroduction again. Did they flash their names across? Uh-huh. They said that Leo is the leader and Ra- yeah. So they they did all that crap again. It's like we don't need that. We get it. We know who they are. And they're they're literally like Spider Manning off off buildings. It's insane. Uh, gravity doesn't exist or there's a misconception of how gravity works because that takes a lot of momentum to do those kind of movements. And when one of them hits the water and still keeps momentum. Yeah. It's like, ah, it's like, that seems. And and on top of that, they're like, Oh, turtle formation. And then they like goof up and they like slam on top. You know, like that gargoyle post up or whatever. And like, what are you doing? Mike? He's like, I thought you said squirrel for me. It's like, Speaking of my my mind was just already blown at the at the first five minutes of the film. Like I Speaking of Spider Man, isn't that a scene in one of the Spider Mans or maybe it was Spider Verse or something where he slaps a sticker on that? Like that's a fairly iconic building. I don't know what it is, I'm not a New Yorker. Right. But I Probably. You're probably I, in the I, ballpark area. I guess we have to have the staple landmarks if you're gonna have a movie set and, in New York. And York, this I guess. film has a lot of landmark shots in it. I don't know if you noticed it's that or not. It's very New York centric. We don't get yeah. We don't get five mile high mountaintop chases this mm-hmm. time. We we get something better. Anti gravity, because I feel like these turtles are anti gravity. Pretty much. Okay. Uh, I mean, I honestly don't even know where to begin. It, it just it it just seemed like it's kind of all over the place. Um, especially with the villains. You know, you have Bebop, Rocksteady, Krang, and Shredder. Like, it, it's all just, I don't know. You, you don't see many of, like, I mean, Krang wasn't, you rarely saw him. But I will say, it, the one the one funny remark that got me to, like, actually laugh in this movie was, what was it when Michelangelo said? He said it looked like a chewed up piece of bubble gum yeah. with, like, a face or something like that. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that, I was like, ah, you know <laughs> pretty good pretty good burn <laughs> that that made me laugh a little but i mean other than that i just i don't know wasn't enthused i suppose oh the back of the my blu-ray says your favorite pizza loving turtles michelangelo donatello can't speak donatello leonardo and Raphael are back in the non-stop action adventure that is fun from start to finish after super villain shredder escapes custody see we talked about cast. They recast Shredder. You can see his face. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the height from the f- guy who ever played the first one. 
And apparently he is fine after the fall from right. however high that was. And the mutagen he took that he dipped his finger in at the end, nothing. Because the mutagen fell down with him and he dips his finger in it. Like, oh, cool. Super shredder question? Nope. <laughs> we're just going to get shredder in prison, recast, and we're getting into it. And so that was our, that was my complaint with the last movie is we're not getting into it. Right. That's why I say this movie should have been, okay, not this exact movie. The idea of this movie of jumping into the action should have been the first, the other movie. Right. Instead of giving us a whole backstory. Mm-hmm. And then Shredder's the bad guy. They should have just been there. So Agreed. Okay, so we crashed Shredder for some unknown reason. And so he joins forces with two mutant henchmen, Bebop and Rocksteady, which he essentially creates. He doesn't join them. He, if I watch the movie right, he basically coerces them to... Well, be part of the gang. I mean, actually, not really. There was really never, never a definitive explanation as to why they even continued working for him after they, you know, were mutinized. I guess you could call it. They just, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really care for the personality of the two. I like. I feel like there should have been a little bit like more substance to them, but they just they just came off as idiots. Like they just, I mean, I know like they kind of were portrayed like that, you know, for the most part. And I feel like in some of the cartoons, from what I try to remember, but I'm not entirely sure. But it just, I don't know. It, it just seemed like it didn't flow well to me. They were the muscle slash Aaron boys, mm-hmm. and I think this movie tried to reboot the reboot by taking the whole franchise in a different direction and playing up to the comic or the cartoon right of the whole situation and i think that's why they tried to excuse recasting shredder because they're throwing out Mm -hmm. everything this movie is brighter well, again, it's out of the shadow, so I guess that has to be mm-hmm. the case. But I would also argue in the first one, they're out. I mean, there's no ninja. There's no ninja no. vanish much in that movie. Where are my smoke pellets? Smoke pellets? Yeah, yeah be here. right. Oh boy, 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 boy. Okay, yeah, I think they're just trying to reboot the reboot. Also, and, uh, so, so for the story though, what what would you take? Like, what what was what was the main purpose of this film? Like, what was what was the end game story to it? Because it it suffers the same problem as the first one is you don't know who the villains are and what their end goal is. Because no, Baxter Stockman is working for Shredder for reasons, which apparently has been going on for a while, which we don't get. No, nope. and it's a weird complaint for me to say that having already said we need you just jump into the action. I don't need backstory. Right. Which, okay, I guess I kind of contradict myself. But my point is that we're already playing off the first movie to an extent. Exactly. So I guess to answer your question is, I guess world domination by Krang, and he gets Shredder involved because reasons. But does 
Krang have a mutagen that then transforms those guys into Bebop and Rocksteady? Or they are Bebop and Rocksteady. Transforms yeah, them. Mm. So it's not a mutagen that transformed the turtles, right? It's different. Didn't he give Shredder something? Am I making this up? No, I, I, we both watched the same film. Oh, but that, that's what that's why I'm asking because it, it just seems like it, it was just all over the place, and I and I do know that there was supposedly a mutagen that like turned you human or turned you normal, because towards the end of the film the turtles had it, and then Raph destroyed it without like even talking about it yeah, with the everyone. A de Yeah. That's kind of yeah I I I don't know and that's why I was asking like like what's what's the main story of this like what's the well in this it 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 suffers the same it's the problem is Shredder is here to tease mm-hmm. us yeah but he doesn't do a whole lot he threatens other people to do what he wants and then for the end of the like the big finale like he's throw put on ice and put in a technodrome and yeah. then taken off world yeah so. Yeah, when I saw they're not even they're not even like working together. They're just Krang used him, and now he's yep. He did absolutely nothing to Krang. He raised a fist, and then he was instantly iced, dude. Yep. This is a ballish shredder. It, yep. it is infuriating. Yep. How? Uh, okay, so to answer your question, according to the DVD, it says that uh, they unleash a diabolical plan to take over the world. Oh, oh so yeah, they're, they're finding the magic pieces of the Hoojamajiga. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Hooza what's it? Either way, just weak sauce. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, so they team up. Oh, now the brothers must team up with April O'Neil and their new hockey-masked ally, Casey Jones, to battle their enemies and face their biggest threat ever, the notorious Krang. All, all I'm going to say... <clears throat> Yeah, that's that's is, the movie in a nutshell, turtle show. Pretty much, yeah, and in and same kind of same with the first one, but also more. It seemed like more so with this one, especially with Casey Jones, is I got like a very strong Transformers vibe from it. You know, between the music, some of the scenes. Dude, you get a Transformer in this movie. That is true. Yeah, you got the little Bumblebee kid transform. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's. Boy, you 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 would think this movie would try to write the ship, and it kind of it tries to. So when we talked about the 2014 Turtles, I I really compared it as being a rewrite to the 90s. Mm-hmm. I would also argue that this movie has a lot in common with the second Ninja Turtles as well. Agreed. With introducing and I like the second one. I don't like a lot of bunch of stuff they did with the turtles, and it got a little more hokey and kiddish. Where I really did like that first one was a little more darker, brooding, the violence maybe. There's just a lot right. more to it. Mm-hmm. But for the second one, they at least and boy, I don't know how you do that and have two different sets of mutants that aren't Bebop and Rocksteady. True, but credit for changing it up a little bit, I guess. Maybe, but that show or that movie had a lot to do with the mutagen that transformed right. the turtles. Mm-hmm. So we're back to like, we're hitting same a lot of the same points. Like we're bringing in more mutants. Mm-hmm. Mutagen is playing a huge role in this. Right. And off we go. Wait, so were Taka and Rezar not 
canon, I guess you could say? Were they not original characters from Team and T? No? Hmm. I think so like I've so, talked I've talked earlier like that that Nickelodeon one that was the uh CG animated one. Mm-hmm. They one of them was in there as like a pet like but it wasn't like a mutated right version like mm-hmm. they paid homage that I don't think they were original in hmm. any way like well, either well, way interesting. No, they were original. Though. They weren't original to any right. stories. They were just original to that movie. Okay. Well, either way, I mean, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I remember for one Halloween, I was trying to be, uh, uh, whichever one the turtle one was with the spikes on the back right from the second one. Yeah. I remember I was like taping, like I would like roll a piece of paper and tape little spikes on a backpack. (laughs) That's a turtle that could not fit down the the manhole covers. Funny. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. They so again, his feet. <laughs> so in comparing of the two movies, you have Shredder coming back. Mm-hmm. He didn't die. Right. Okay, fine. But with this movie, the big problem is, is he is in jail and he's getting transferred. So the whole kickoff to this, we've got upgraded turtle vehicle, the garbage truck. Yep. And we barely saw the turtle van from the first movie. Yep. At the very end. Yep. Which is so flashy when they're trying to, you know, not be seen. But anyways, continue. When you only drive at night in New York, yep. apparently it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, at least, at least in the, uh, in the, <clears throat> the 90s films, they were almost, you know, they were, they were like costumes that they wore in the actual movie. And so at least like in the second one, remember when they uh, they busted in try, fighting talk on Razor in that uh, dance club, and they were scared to be seen, but a lot of them thought that they were just costumes. See mm-hmm. now that's interesting and funny, but you can't get that same thing with this because it's CGI. And so that's where I was kind of like drawn the line with it, you know, like especially in the first one, they show up in this flashy, you know, van lights everywhere could easily see inside. And it's like, what? <laughs> like you guys are trying not to be seen and trying to be hidden from the world, but they're coming out of the shadows. They don't need to stay in anymore. I guess even though they say we need to stay in hiding, can't be seen in the movie at one point. So, so back to comparing, the 90s version brought in an extra character, Kino, mm-hmm. to infiltrate the Foot Clan. Yep. This movie introduces Casey Jones. Yep. So I would say that with the Out of the Shadows movie, they've got that right of adding actual Casey Jones and actual Bebop and Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. How they do it and who they are are completely different issues. Right. This movie just suffers from the same problem as the first one is trying to mimic while also being com- original enough to stand on its own, but also trying to do a reboot of its own reboot. Because this movie really does, it, it holds on to try like what the core of the Ninja Turtles are. Mm-hmm. And if you notice in this one, like I, I was way more enthusiastic to talk about the other movie as I am to this one, because this one just... There's a there's a part of me that thinks that this movie is funner in a lot of aspects. Mm-hmm. It hits the same notes. We had the first movie, 
We've got this giant five-mile-high five mountain sled scene. This one, we've got airplane-to-airplane airplane yeah. jumping action. Mm-hmm. We're hitting some major set pieces, and then the river, uh, river's got its own issue of, I don't know how certain things flow because I feel like someone swam backwards in order for someone to get forward. And if you watch that scene a couple of times, you'll see, like, there's no way this person could be here if this person was here. <laughs> But still, they survived a plane crash, so fine. And they're turtles, and it's got mutant warhog yeah. and a rhino, so fine. So this movie is trying to hit some of the same beats as this movie that the movie is trying to reboot and its predecessor from the 90s. And so I'm just not sure if it works. Because, you know, last time we talked about the sexuality, well, not sexuality, the sexualization of characters, and I think this movie tones it down mm. until until we get Bebop and Roxy having to check their dicks to see how that changes while being transformed into a rhino and a warthog. Right. And we're back to, if you are an animal now, you're not attracting women. <laughs> I don't think. Right. I don't know. If you go down to Tijuana, you might be getting paid for something. I don't know. Right. We'll let your imagination figure that mm-hmm. one out. I don't want to. Well, and I was also going to say, within pretty pretty close to the beginning of the movie, Megan Fox is also sexualized again in like almost like a little schoolgirl outfit of some sorts, and she's a reporter, like I, investigative reporter. <laughs> it's like, well, and it's a, and this is one of those movies I've seen enough times. It's not like I purposely look for things, but. I'd notice like the way she is like changing her outfit, like all of a sudden, like clothing has disappeared. It's like, that's, Oh, when you're talking about when she's like doing like the yeah, news like, in her. Yeah. Do she was in like three or four different pairs of clothing within like, after she, after she leaves Baxter and she's yeah. trying to trail that guy. Yeah. 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 Like <laughs> kind of yeah. a wardrobe malfunction right there. I don't know what, I don't know. Because it doesn't matter because yeah, it's, uh, it's a train wreck. I don't. Yeah, it's this franchise movie wise has just suffered for mm-hmm. for no reason when they've got plenty of material to go to. Yep, and to go, uh, I okay, I do like they go out of country. I do like they get on a plane and they do this whole. I like the idea of the mission, right? To stop these pieces from coming together, but. Everything is so vague and kind of convoluted that it's hard to keep track of why. Because Shredder escapes and they're using teleportation device or technology mm-hmm. that may or may not have been invented by Baxter, but is alien in origin. Right. But it trans it teleports Shredder to Krang. Was that on purpose or accident? And then Krang purposely like knows all about him and then purposely sends him back to prepare everything to get him there was it a sky beam again or was it a hole torn in space time i forget which one it is it all blends together i don't know but that that airplane scene though guys you're gonna be hearing a lot of references to fast and the furious because that's (laughs) i i seriously could not stop thinking that this has fast and furious written all over it well they're family and it's funny is Raph even said it. he's like, what would Vin Diesel do? <laughs> it, that was in the film. 
like oh it was oh to hype himself out to jump yeah and like Uh, once i heard that i was like yep this is straight fast and furious is it paying homage or is it just because the turtles are that into pop culture and stuff who knows well yeah and that's the other thing too they know did they break the fourth wall like (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah i i don't know it's it's pretty interesting how they played that off but yeah i mean yeah that flight scene was definitely something else though i just yikes so some things we talk about is like recasting anything anybody i guess but we're still dealing with things and people in mocap suits i'm fine with the turtles johnny Knoxville's came back to voice leo I- Megan Fox is here. I don't yep. I don't like her. I don't hate her as an actress, whatever. The thing is is she could have been fine if if they didn't, you know, like I, like we talked about sexualize her. Like if she just if she just did her part as April O'Neil, you know, and they didn't have to jazz her up, I I, I would agree. I, I feel like it would have been fine. I, I do like what they do with her though, like, where the turtles aren't can't go out and do all the stuff they would need to do to prevent crime or whatever their goal is mm-hmm. and april's helping right i like that but i'm still gonna argue this should have been in the 90s mm-hmm. where they don't have access to internet and instant information right. and access yeah, to access things. like what do they even need her for yeah she's just it, yeah and you got you got donatello still with technology I, just stark level technology yeah yeah just out there no i agree it's I think they try to do a lot of things right with listening or realizing what they did wrong with the first movie, but they also just completely make you want to forget that that first movie happened because this is the movie that I wanted the first one to be. Right. I wanted Bebop and Rocksteady. I wanted Mm -hmm. Casey Jones. Speaking of Casey Jones. Yeah, not a huge fan. I was not a big fan at all. I can't believe they got rid of him in the 90s sequel too. Right. I don't know. Maybe the actors don't want to do it, whatever. But he comes back for that third one, so who, who knows? But this Casey Jones, That's right? I forgot he did. Yeah, this Casey Jones. I don't. I like the actor. Another pretty boy, but also <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a good looking dude. Yeah, I, yeah. you know, take it or leave it. I suppose. But I don't need him as a cop. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting how they portrayed him as a cop. Is the only way they did that is because of the prison break, and so he would see the turtles. But you've also yeah. got other other people there who would kind of like coincidences, coincidence upon coincidence. Yeah, it's not it's, ideal at all. Like, that that's how they did that. It's like exposition, exposition, exposition. <laughs> oh boy! Oh yeah, boy. it's <clears throat> it's definitely pretty rocky, but <laughs> this is what we got. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bummer. Let's talk about Krang. Do we like a flying technodrome that pieces its stuff together? It's different. Yeah. And seeing it makes more sense than a giant thing digging underneath New York because that also doesn't work in this in the film world that doesn't Mm -hmm. work. So I guess So I mean they did try going something something different. More plausible. Yeah. Which, you know, thank them for it i you know not bad i'd say i mean it's 
definitely yeah something better than i guess what i was expecting but i don't know i could take or leave it at this point i mean yeah i for first time watching it the day before yeah the day before we did this i you didn't know what to expect huh i yeah i didn't i i kind of figured it wasn't going to be that amazing but yeah it definitely wasn't that great what do you think of his mech suit compared to like the cartoon? I I mean or it was video games? it was pretty close, but I didn't like how he like I I don't know like he 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 like he he just like kind of like wiggled out from it. It's like he could just like extend himself. You know what I mean? Like it, oh like oh like he had the yeah it's like it's like literally a, like he was like gum. You know like he could just like stretch himself out, but like in in the cartoons from I remember, it seemed like he had a separate thing outside of that that he had to like, yeah, like he, wheel around he, in or he was almost literally like a brain with eyes, mouth, and little yeah, tentacle, two little tentacles. Yeah, arms. so I don't know. It's just it was kind of weird seeing him kind of like stretch around like that. But I mean, I thought Krang and the little little thing that he had to house him in, you know, I I thought they were pretty spot on with it mm-hmm. for the most part. You know, so like they got that down. Like Bebop and Rocksteady, I thought looked good. You know, but I mean, they were kind of just, you know, whatever. It seemed like they weren't in the film a whole lot. Same with Krang. Grenades like, don't kill Bebop and Rocksteady, by the way. Yeah. Figure that one out. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I <clears throat> With Bebop and Rocksteady and them, you know, saying that there's a little bit of, a, of animal gene in everyone and this, you know, like it's, I don't know. I've done a lot of research, you know, recently with like how we came to be and how we could have evolved or how we could have been on this earth, you know, whatever. And it's like, it's kind of a, a cool idea, but I don't know if that's the idea I would have went with for this film. It seems lazy because we got away from the turtle mutagen. And right. An alien. And as like I said, in the other one, like I would like the idea because I think that's what the cartoon does is. They get animals that they can just like touch, mm-hmm. get the mutagen on them, and now there's like they're a hybrid of that animal. That's why they can walk upright and speak and have a brain. Was because mm-hmm. like they're mainly human with the animal look, right? So, I I think they tried really hard to make this a fanboy turtle movie. And I think in trying to do that, they went too far. Yeah, they kind of. Uh, what? I was just gonna say. I think I think we touched base on this on the first film, but it's it's kind of like a Spider-Man three issue. You have too many villains, not enough screen time for all of them. You know, because when Spider-Man three, you had Sandman and Venom and Osborn, and you know, eventually Osborne, you know, came to help him. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like we have Shredder, we have Krang, we have Bebop and Rocksteady. Like there's, there's just a lot going on and it's just, yeah, it's kind of hard to mesh all that together. You, you run into a lot of issues and I mean, it, it could be done right, but that's the thing is you, you got to kind of get your concrete story down. You got to make sure like, you know, these guys have a purpose. This is how the story goes. These are how they're incorporated into this story. And 
it, it just it just kind of seemed like Bebop and Rockstar were almost kind of like just picked out of thin air. Like they just these yeah. are the two guys. They have a dormant, you know, animal gene. We're given this, and now they just all of a sudden work for Shredder. Like so, it's fan service. Yeah, just like you said, kind of like a fanboy type deal. They're like, oh, well, it's got Bebop and Rocksteady, and now it's got Krang and Shredder, and everyone's like, I would oh, argue man. that Shredder doesn't do anything. He doesn't. He's literally just a waste of space. Oh, did they also recast like Shredder's female lieutenant person? Is that the same person? Oh boy, we're terrible. Yeah, we are. <laughs> How did she? What happened to her in the first movie? She was in the Hummer that Wrath hit. I think that's the last time we saw her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Is she the same actress? I can't tell person. you. I don't know either. Because you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No one cares. Because it's all ill-defined. It's just like mumbo jumbo anyway. It's just like how Blackout somehow magically reappeared in Transformers, even though he got shredded. Like, there's just a lot of pieces and a lot of just like stuff that's just not there. It doesn't add up. I mean, you just got to keep it all organized. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing that, then you're just really, you're mucking it up bad. Yep. And that's sad. And this got mucked up real Ooh, bad. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's it's a rough ride for sure. So if you were to do this, uh-huh. well, like what story would you go with? Would you incorporate all these characters? Would you maybe kind of i guess do a rewrite of the second one except having shredder doing bebop and rocksteady instead of talk on razor would you even include krang or would you do a krang dimension x which i think a krang dimension x thing would be pretty cool that'd be really cool to start off with the second film and then you could maybe incorporate bebop and rocksteady later have them be a teaser for the third film I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I really contradict myself on some of these things. But I guess I guess what I we envisioned <laughs> Yeah. I guess what I envisioned was that the first movie just jumps us into the action and we've got Bebop and Rocksteady and Shredder. And they've either come in possession of something because of their criminal doings that leads them to believe that they can get an alien presence here. And for some reason, Shredder's super into that. But I also don't know what the conflict is for the Turtles at this point. Right. Have they suffered a loss from Shredder? Or is something going on? Like, that was, and that was, was I, I liked about the 90s one, is that there was some brooding and some real tension. Like, Raph almost dies. Yeah. There, There's a pause in the movie for reflection of, well, how bad is this group? Mm-hmm. And I think what I would want for the second one is like, yes, the alien is now here. And maybe the turtles do get teleported somewhere else. And this movie takes place off world. And maybe this one does not have Bebop, Rocksteady, or Shredder and has Krang and Krang's bodysuit and whatever minions he's got. Right. And maybe the plot and just is... Put Krang. Shredder on ice, you know. Oh, just. Well, listen, I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm writing the same uh, movie that I'm complaining about at this point. No, but I, I don't mean, know. Th- just some change-ups, though. Like, I mean, I, I think a, a Dimension X or something, you know, where they get teleported. I, I think that's a great idea, and having it being one or two, you know, main villains. But I, 
I feel like that's just the problem with some of these movies. They just try to incorporate all these villains and throw all this stuff in there to make the audience happy. To say, hey, they're, they're in this film. But is it really worth it? Like, is that how it's supposed to be? I don't think so. Well, but weren't people saying that Marvel took a huge gamble adapting Guardians of the Galaxy? Because it just seems so out there. Probably. But that it paid off in the long run, which mm-hmm. it did. It was a fun movie. I enjoyed that movie. and I, I would agree. I guess, do you have the balls to do something like that if you are already that big and have a name and you think you can get away with it? Because if you, if, if it was a flop, I don't, it wouldn't hurt them as bad as, say, whoever the producers and stuff of this, of like, we've got to have something to make money. I mean, this movie did technically flop. Mm-hmm. But would it have been better if they actually had the balls to go and do something more creative and say, let's just see how this plays out. We want to incorporate X, Y, Z. Yes, it seems off the wall. Yeah, we went down to seed list characters for the turtles, but this is what we're going to do. We're going to open this up a little bit, give it some breathing room. If it, if the fans love it, great. If not, Fine. But this, I mean, my understanding is this, because of this, they, they couldn't go forward with a third right. movie. They didn't want to. Because right. because they botched the second one. Well, and they, and they, I think it was a gamble to do a second one, even off the box office of the first. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's two years I, difference. Right. And I, I would agree. I think, I think there needs to be a little bit more chances taken in the film industry anymore. I mean, I mean look at what Disney's doing. They're just... They're just remaking all their old animated films into live action. Like, who cares? I mean, obviously a lot of people do because a lot of people have still been going to see those movies. But, I mean, that's why I feel like the problem is, is that some of these, you know, producers and people making these movies aren't aren't taking that that leap of faith, aren't trying to go out of their comfort zone and say, hey, like, let's let's do this instead and see how this goes. And and who knows? Maybe Maybe this was that outcome. Maybe they had something down like, well... Maybe we should go this route instead, and this was the route that they went down. I mean, who knows? When you got 15 fingers in the pie. Exactly. And no one has a real creative through line to any of it. I think you just start you start pulling it too many directions just to get a finished product. Right. And then that finished product is in the oven too long, and now it's burnt. And, and maybe that's what the problem is having so many producers is you got one person saying hey let's have bebop and rock saying one person says oh let's have shredder again let's have crane let's have all these characters and you got oh i like that and that and that and that all right let's go with that yeah it feels like they're hitting some check marks Mm -hmm. of what need to be in it but if it doesn't make sense narratively or the whole structure of your film you got to rethink it right because like with the with turtles 2 tokon rezar were, were created just to fight the turtles yep like that was Shredder's plan. Like his numbers were down with the foot. He was already beaten once. Mm-hmm. He needed something like fast, bigger and better to yeah. do it. So that was why, you know, that it's probably not the greatest thrust or narrative for a movie. No, but it gives you a reason to have these mutants. True. What was the reason for this? Because Shredder was testing this alien mutagen, right? Mm, like it really had yeah. no purpose. No. And again, the only reason we know anything about it is because. April's doing investigative work and mm-hmm. does there. But I think this movie also tried to 
go deep with his philosophy of the turtles getting out of the shadows and a direct, like, you know, when they're in the police station and they're like, oh, they're monsters. And Michelangelo's like, oh, we're not monsters. You know, they're wrestling with not being accepted and they want right. to turn themselves human. And it's like, those are interesting themes. I would agree. For a different movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about this one because I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to be having fun. Right. With this is feels like a cartoon or comic book brought to life for the most part. I feel like I should be having fun. I don't think I should be thinking about, oh, how do people perceive the turtles? Should they be allowed to walk around? Right. Does it matter? Oh, no. They're still going to live in the shadows and protect the city. Mm-hmm. Like the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Which, Batman. which Will Arnett, Lego Batman, mm-hmm. and they do a Batman spoof in the first one. So we're acknowledging there's a Batman in some way. Mm-hmm. Plus you have a Batman actor there. So true. Batman. <clears throat> This movie should have just been Batman. Speaking of Batman, <laughs> yeah. Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie. Really good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Better Bonk- than I expected it to be. True that. Bonkers, yes. Mm-hmm. Fun, yes too. Mm-hmm. Seemed like that one kind of you know, ticked all the boxes. So, and that one... That one was fairly violent. That was a PG-13. Mm-hmm. Do, do the turtles suffer from trying to be too kid-friendly? I don't know. Because like I said in the first one, I'm not taking my five-year-old to see a live-action right. turtles movie that's rated PG-13. Right. He does like that TMNT animated. Right. Oh, boy, that was a long time ago. That won awards. I enjoy that movie. It's a mm-hmm. different... And he likes it, A, because it's a cartoon, and it's pretty fast-paced, action-wise. Right. But it's also well done. Mm-hmm. But I'm not taking my child. So again, it's always the question: Who is who's going to go see this movie? Right. Me as the thirty-something-year-old adult who grew up with the turtles, exactly. Who see a trailer say, "Oh, it's Bebop and Rocksteady." Let's well, see what goes on. I mean, and maybe it's because we maybe live in a small town, but. It doesn't seem like you see a lot of TMNT stuff much anymore either. I mean, maybe at GameStop, maybe Hastings, and we had a Hastings. R.I.P. But, but you know what I mean? And and that, and that that is a good question. I don't know. Like, how, how much, how popular is TMNT? I mean, I know it still is, but, like, how popular mm-hmm. is it compared to, like, Batman or Spider-Man or Superman or the Avengers? Like... Is there that big of a fan base for it? I think so. Nickelodeon's had them for a while now. So that's why you you still get away with some cartoons. Right. And I, I mean, they're tacked onto these movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming they still own the rights. So if there's ever reboots, they'll be attached to it. Right. But I, I think there is still a strong enough fan base to where if you honestly sat down and, and you went for a series or, you know, a, a, a good trilogy, mm-hmm. put some real stakes on it, put some teeth on it. I, I'm not saying you need to go R and I feel like I'm going to say that a lot, but you need to push that limit. I mean, mm-hmm. I did recently watch a PG 13 movie that got away with three F bombs. I counted cause I find it hilarious. Yeah. What movie was that? that? You can be PG 13, but you're allowed one F. What movie was that? I'm, I'm going to, 
rack my brain, I'm not going to be able to think of it. So I just watched. It might have been under. wasn't underwater. I'm pretty sure. Sh- I, I no, watched, that was rated R anyway. I watched Interstellar recently, and I swore the F-bomb was dropped in that two or three times as well. And I'm that's PG-13. And maybe they're getting lax on that too. Yeah, I don't know. But the standards for ratings is ridiculous it to is. begin with. And it is. needs to be reevaluated. Well, and it, I feel like we might have touched like based on this once before, but I feel like the animated films are just thriving and doing so much better than actual like live action films and that too you can do a lot more with them and you know i just talked with you before we started this like about that new mortal kombat animated film that is that is the mortal kombat movie we've been deserving for a long time i can't believe that hasn't made it out of the 90s and and here's what's funny is is yeah like you know these these turtle movies these newer ones are bad compared to the older ones. And I think it's funny is that this Mortal Kombat movie is this newer ones better than the older ones. And it's like, they need to do that. Like if you're going to make a live action film, you need to one up these older films that a lot of people like us are going to be referencing and saying, well, is this one actually better than these ones? Like, and, and now that this new, new Mortal Kombat film, out, it's like, I don't even see those old ones existing because this one's just miles ahead of it. Hmm. And so that's what I think some of these, uh, some of the people in the film industry need to do is like kind of take a step back and look back. How can we reboot this film, but make it miles ahead and make it so much better than these older films, you know? And the thing that sucks is, yeah, those older Turtle films are really good. It's probably a little hard to to one up those, but I mean, you get the right people behind it, the right creative minds, and they can do it. You just gotta yeah. get the right people. And I feel like Michael Bay is not the greatest person to have do that, you know. And if if they're trying to capitalize and make money off these films, then they should have went with a better creative mind or someone that's, you know, intertwined with the turtles or or, or just. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm starting to think that there can be a separation within a property like that. So, you know, my example has been my five-year-old. Yes, my five-year-old watches the Ninja Turtle cartoons. Mm-hmm. He he actually might have seen, like, these movies because a bunch of that stuff goes over his head anyway. When he starts repeating stuff and he mm-hmm. doesn't understand, like, looking right. at Megan Fox's ass is right. something to be like, oh, okay, about. When that happens, we'll we'll have a conversation. But what I'm trying to say is I think my five-year-old can sit here and watch any one of the turtle cartoons. Yeah. When the movie comes out that's PG-13, I am not taking my five-year-old. I am taking myself. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting a little bit more. Right. And so for this movie to make me feel nostalgic for those old things is okay. But it can do it in a way that also elevates itself by introducing new things. And yeah, I've, com- I've complained that where has been Bebop and Roxy? Well, they've also got a tons of other bad guys the Turtles can deal with. Shredder has always been the big bad, and mm-hmm. Krang, fine. We can introduce other things to make this happen. Casey Jones was a huge misstep Yep. in this movie especially. And because it's set in current times, it's harder to put him in that Vigil Annie category 
as it, I think it would be to put him back if we were to do this in the 80s or 90s, where right. it's kind of ha- easier for him to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's harder to incorporate him into like the current scenarios. But we're going to make him a whiny cop. You're going to be a detective someday. Yeah. Oh, that line like made my screen crawl. I'm like, dude, what are you, five? Like, Ultimate cringe. Well, one day I'm... Okay, yeah. get over it, dude. You're talking to your superior now. Like that's just crappy. Yeah. Writing and again, I've got nothing against the actor. They should have maybe had 15 writers. They probably could have got it right if they had that. <sighs> Two producers with 15 writers. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. Having like 10 different versions of a script. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and you know. <coughs> I think I might have said it before, but there's video games that got have different have decent storylines and you can yeah you can learn things and pull elements i mean we've talked before of like you know this one kind of pulls from like fast and furious like we're we're pulling from other movies so let's just keep doing it right like we don't need to be a complete ripoff no but let's elevate this franchise and this movie to what it should be right and it's it's a disappointment and I know I've talked about like the first movie, or the '90s one at least, is, is just a lot more memorable quote wise. Uh, for the '90s sequel, is there anything that stands out to you? The the second film of the '90s. Yeah, yeah, Vanilla Ice, Ninja, Ninja Rap. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah. So um, it is amazing. <laughs> but you know what? That is not the ending song to that movie no i don't like the ending song to that movie i i don't either i looked it up and i was like oh i don't like this I'm yeah out. i don't really it's care for it either very... yeah it's actually pretty cool that they came to vanilla ice and had him write music for it and perform i i yeah go with vanilla it was worth it well i know like in the last turtle movie we talked about i thought the 90s ending song was better than Juicy J's. Mm-hmm. I I would say I like the 2016 cartoon song pumped up. Agreed. I like that a lot more, and mm-hmm. so that goes back to like this is trying to play on my love for the old stuff. Yep. By giving me this song, and the first movie had tones from the song in it and different things, like make the horn or something. But this one, it it doesn't play it till the very end, which is fine. I like right. it. It's a good way to end the movie. Mm-hmm. And we're also ending with like comic book look for everybody. I just it's just not fair to try to play on nostalgia to have this movie pass. Right. Because CGI Bebop and Rex Lady does not make a movie. Mm-mm. Having a recast Shredder who does he wear the helmet? Is it to the very end? He yeah, it's, it's like it's like not to the very end. Yeah, I mean, like it's iced. He's not. He's not. Sh- again, this isn't Shredder. No. And he doesn't have a big mech suit this time Mm-mm. because I still don't understand the purpose of the first one. Mm-mm. So for movie rewrite, I th- I think this should have just gone back to the drawing board right off the seriously right off the like there. Yeah. Because honestly, like if you're gonna if you're gonna end that first one with Shredder, may or may not have died. Mm-hmm. Go all out. Make it Super Shredder. Make it a Mutant Shredder. Change it up. Mm-hmm. I don't need my run-of-the-mill Shredder who's barely in it. Right. Who's barely. just being annoying or mm-hmm. a nuisance. And 
threatening people more than anything. Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, they, they could have even went the route of Crane showing up, helping Shredder, you know, get to a point of, you know, become a super Shredder or something to help him take over the world or whatever it be. And him going and fighting the turtles. Like, I know that's kind of copy and paste of, you know, the second film in the nineties, but I mean, still better than kind of what we got, I would think, but I, I don't know. It, so, it's just, it's like, it's all over the place. So as, as a movie rewrite, is this a property that is better served within comic books and cartoons and children? And should it ever see the big screen again? Well, well, you just said they have like an animated film. I remember I saw an animated well, okay, film at okay, one point in theaters. That was the last. They've only had the one. It was only the yeah. one. Okay. I personally think they should stick with animated on it, and you know, do something like like we just said about doing an animation film where it actually goes to theaters. But like I, like I touched on before, I think live action is just not that great anymore. And if you're going to do it, you need to do it like 100% right. Like there's no half-ass in it whatsoever. So do you get rid of CG turtles and do you go back to I would. practical effects? I would. I would try. I would try. Minimal. I would try making those turtles look as real as possible. Just like those cartoons, or not the cartoons, but the the 90s films. You know, give them costumes. Give, you know, it just like uh mandalorian they were going to cg baby yoda <laughs> and they were getting a lot of flack for wanting to do that and so that's when they decided to go ahead and do a you know a, a puppeteering baby yoda isn't it amazing that cg apparently is cheaper than just doing practical in some ways yes you're telling me blows it, my mind you're telling me it's cheaper to do cg than to have a yeah you want to know how much puppet? that animatronic doll cost was like millions five million something just ridiculous it's like how are you it's not that big no it doesn't do much no it's like i, I see stuff on the internet that looks pretty close to it and they're like 50 60 dollars like everybody's gotta get paid man i guess that's, that's the story everybody gotta get paid it, yeah it's just so yeah and that's probably why they went there house because cg's cheaper to do cg's all cheaper to do and i guess for the sake of this podcast as a movie rewrite I and after talking about these last two movies maybe I'm in the camp now of maybe uh, these just don't see the day of a live action movie release hmm. they solely stated comic book and cartoons yeah because like I said before that one that it's over now but the computer generated yeah. one I think was smart had some some good elements to it it spoke to adults like my son was watching one today and that there was a lot of uh, Friday the 13th going on with it. Okay. He doesn't get it. Right. I do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, it goes back to if there's a movie, my five-year-old's not going. Right. I am. Mm-hmm. And I th- and if you're not going to do it right, let's just don't do it at all. Because I think this was a cash grab in some aspects. Mm-hmm. Or maybe trying to generate, like you said earlier, like, is there a market for this? Trying to generate, like, another... Right group of people mm-hmm. to follow this or to go back but it's like they've still got nothing after this movie there's been nothing i don't think right. there's been a video game the only thing we've got is cartoons mm-hmm. and comics yep. so if people went into this not knowing what turtles were or 
or the dad who's in their 30s and 40s who are taking their teenager to these like oh i love the turtles as a kid i would guarantee I, I would venture to say most of the kids walked away from this movie going dad you're an idiot i don't care for this Seriously. i don't understand the appeal right and if you're if that's your goal is to try to get different people into it then that's what that's your opportunity to mix it up yeah give them something they've never mm-hmm. seen yep and and disappoint me because eventually I'm going to stop going to movies or I'm going to start caring about it or I'm just not going to go to the movies because I got stuff going on. Exactly. You got to get that younger generation in there who want to go see it, who are excited by four Ninja Turtles who right. talk mm-hmm. and do cool things and speak to them as opposed to the 30 to 40 plus who grew up on it and now are like, oh, cool. Like it was a disappointment. Good thing I got other things to fall back on because right. now these other kids are like I'm not I'm not going back to any of it. Yeah, this is probably like some it, some yeah the first exposure to it and like oh I'm done with this. There's no sentimental value to me at all, right. so I I don't care, and that's sad. Like I think that is I think the concept of the Ninja Turtles is awesome. Mm-hmm. It is unique, and there's a lot to do with that property. Maybe just don't ever put it in theaters ever again. Yep re-release the originals and watch and people will pay to go see those you'll probably make just as much money as if you you know made a whole new one Mm -hmm. probably not but i mean yeah you you saved money by not making a new one exactly (laughs) you just got money back from replaying stuff which is maybe what they should have done and uh, you know yeah they i feel like any route would probably be better than what we got I mean, yeah, I just, we're getting in the day and age where uh, live action is becoming the norm, and I just don't care for live action much anymore. It's either you keep it, like, really not CGI in a real movie, or you do animation. You don't mix it. Mm-hmm. I'll give them this. They weren't afraid to show the turtles. Like, there was nice wide shots. Mm-hmm. There's good action. We're not necessarily doing quick cuts or or so close to the action i can't tell what's going on they less at least kept things within i could see it and understand what's going on true story-wise it's it's definitely like you're walking through the mud you're Mm -hmm. trying to get to the end and the end is a five minute fight with krang and then they were able to shove his ship back into space hole yep and he's gone yep never to be seen again and that's it and (laughs) a third movie we will never get based off this property never get which i am happy and sad about and i'm sad that i've come to the realization that maybe these movies should never be made again i mean in live action right and i don't know I, I strongly still believe, though, that <clears throat> if you get the right person to do it, the right people, it, it can be done. It can be good. But you got to get that right creative mind behind it and someone that can take it in the right direction. Or at least collaborate with others right. to get the idea. And and I don't think it's necessarily fair to, you know, completely blame, like, you know, Michael Bay for these films. Or the films. writers or the director, yeah. Right, because, you know, it, it, it it's not just one person that's mm-hmm. calling all the shots, obviously. But, I mean, you can kind of tell, though, that they have some weight in it, though. Mm-hmm. And 
I feel like if some of that weight was kind of pushed back and say, no, that's no, we don't need transformers in this. Yeah, we who, don't need this. Whose ego's need... being stroked by putting in a transformer? Exactly. Like, like I get who... it's a person, but what purpose is that serving for me for Michelangelo to be like, ooh, cool? Like, right? Is he referencing turtle or transformers later? Like, no. Who are we just as a director on a big time movie finally stroking Michael Bay's ego to get more work? Like, exactly. Or did I... Michael Bay like insist like, no, you got to put in a transformer reference? Exactly. I I don't know. And like. I mean, Casey Jones was, I, well, was leaving like the precinct or whatever, and he's in that, it was like a Dodge Challenger or something. It's like, <sighs> why was that too? The well, it's just, you know, they recorded, you know, the car taking off. You oh. know, it, it's just, just like I said, it just seemed like there was a lot of Transformer esque stuff in this film. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to bash on Transformers because, I mean, there were, I mean, they're not bad, but they're also not good, depending on which ones we're talking about. But, I don't know. They they should have dialed that back a little and kind of just went a different creative route with it. Can we get a Transformers Fast and Furious mashup? I want to see how uh, Dominic Toretto and Optimus Prime get along with one another. Oh, geez. I, I feel like Optimus Prime's too slow for Dominic. <laughs> We're a family. <laughs> but Dominic, we must get... Megatron. All right. Well, sadly, this movie was just a complete thing. A flopper. Yeah. Big flop. And it's sad. I am curious, though, if what route they would have taken if they would have done a third one, though. I really wonder. Yeah, because Shredder's not there, is he? He's with Krang. So mm. I'm guessing So what ooh, would have... Shredder heist movie to get back to Earth, dude. It's, it's just called Shredder. There's no <laughs> turtles. Finally, Shredder gets a standalone movie, and he's sh- shredding aliens, dude. Shredding it. Shredder shredding. Shredder shredding. I would probably see that. But like I said, if it was by the right people, if it was Michael Bay, count me out. But and I, That'd be interesting. Contradicting myself again, saying, can't blame him at all on Michael and Bay. He, but. And, he, and he pals up with some of those weird alien whatever creatures that were in the crane ship. Yeah. Like, let's see that. The Shredder. That would be pretty cool. The oh, Shredder origin story. Man. If some of these other franchises are taking side characters or main characters, giving them solos, I want a solo Shredder space movie then. Yes. That would be pretty cool. Cut out everybody else. There's no turtles in this movie. No visible turtles. No CGI. At all. <laughs> Just Shredder doing oh, stuff. That's funny. Well, knock knock. I was not shell shocked on this one. No. It was about what I expected it to be. Yep. So, for movie rewrite, we're out. Have a good one. Come on.